I'm no expert, but I think the trail goes this way. I've just decided today I'm going to hike the Appalachian Trail this year. Welcome back to Sounds of the Trail. This is episode number one of our second season of the Through Hiking Podcast, and I'm pretty jazzed to be here to follow along with the ups, downs, and switchbacks of the long-distance hiking life for another season. My name is Gizmo, and I'm your host. I'm fresh off the trail myself. I just finished a through hike of the Arizona Trail last week. I had exactly one day between getting home from the trail and going back to my office job, so I've been sitting in my office all week with trail scenery just flashing through my head like some demented nature documentary, taking my shoes off under my desk to try and air them out. They're not used to, to being so confined in, in dress shoes and such, and, and I have the wimpiest feet in the world, and they still hurt. <laughs> so... It's, it's hard to not go into an adventure like a thru-hike without some expectations, and I certainly had some of my own for the Arizona Trail. Mostly things that I was hoping to find, like great sunsets and Gila monsters and the meaning of life and why any of this matters anyway, and I found one of those things, so, so that's alright. And although I definitely did not find any answers or Gila monsters, I should add, which would have been almost as good. So no answers, but I did come up with some questions. For example, why does Arizona have so many sharp rocks? And why do they all have such sharp corners? Some inquiring feet want to know, so if you, if you find the answer to that, let me know. But this episode is not about endings, it is about beginnings. Sounds of the Trail has a brand new set of trail correspondents, and their journeys and their foot pains are just beginning. So it's time for some introductions. Today we get to hear from our correspondents out on the granddaddy of American footpaths, the Appalachian Trail. Hi, this is Laura from Washington, D.C. I've just decided today I'm going to hike the Appalachian Trail this year. Yeah, I just had this epiphany today and clarity and been mapping some goals out and decided I really want to do it. And I'm at a place in my life that I just want to take a new path. I'm ready for an adventure and time by myself and with other people to to reflect on life, to learn some new things about myself, to challenge myself physically, emotionally, uh, mentally. I'm excited. I work in conservation in Washington, D.C., and plan to still work in conservation after getting off the trail. But one of the reasons that I really want to do this is I, like many people, enjoy spending time in nature. But the reality of my life here in D.C. and my job is I have to spend more time than not sitting at my desk. And I found myself thinking that one of the things that I most need and most want is to dedicate a chunk of time to be back in nature and to be back around people for an extended period of time that really want that experience as well. So I'd like to welcome our first new correspondent to the team. We've just heard from Laura from the audio submission she sent me way back in January. I wanted to know a bit more about her, so I called her up and asked about her preparations or hopes, the whole bit. Here's some of that conversation. 
Is there anything you think is going to be hard for you to leave behind this summer? You know what is maybe one thing I'll miss? Tell me. It is fresh fruit. Because I love my fruits and vegetables. And there is nothing like a fresh piece of fruit or vegetable. And I know you can get them when you go to town. And I know you can get them in your resupplies. But so I guess I'll just try to do my best to stock up. But <laughs> I think that's... I think that's one of the reasons why I ended up eating so many gummy bears on the trail. It's cause really? They're, they're sort of like fruit. <laughs> like, they're juicy, right? And like fruit, fruit flavor. I like that. Yeah, maybe you can just pick a flavor, a fruit or a vegetable for every color. And <laughs> well, tri- they, tri- they even tell you, right? Like, which flavor is which. Oh my god, I didn't even, I haven't eaten enough gummy bears. Like, I don't think I've indulged in that stuff since I was a kid again, and I guess I'm excited about all that, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Why not, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, I've, like, damaged my eating habits, but that's a different story. (laughs) You know, you can do those, like, jelly belly sandwiches, where you, like, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or, like, I don't know, um, buttered popcorn out of your jelly beans. Maybe I'll get into that, you know? Easy culinary stuff. Perfect. (laughs) Cool. Well, one one last thing I wanted to ask you about was it was your gear, but not necessarily your gear. One of the things that you hear a lot in the through hiking community is that you people pack their fears, and I'm sort of wondering if there's a concern maybe that you have about the trail that's affecting how you're packing. Oh my god, maybe I don't even know what my fear is then. Um, I mean, you don't have to have any fears. Like, don't let me put fears on you. That's. You know, okay, so one thing I am going to pack that is not gear. Like, I mentioned earlier that I'm somebody who loves to make goals at the beginning of the year, and like, I like to do them because they keep me motivated. Put it, like, I do this at home. I put them in my, my goals in my room or at my um, desk at work so I can look at them and be reminded of them and in some ways to be accountable but also just to keep them present and so one thing I am going to do which I'm going to pack is uh, a list of the reasons I'm hiking the AT. I made a list when I first made the decision and I put three different categories on it and one is a list of why I'm through through hiking the AT. The next is a list of when I successfully through hike the AT, I will blank. And the third is a list of if I give up on the Appalachian Trail, I will blank. And so part of that is just like I wanted to go through the exercise of actualizing, like why do I want to do this? But I also put that and I have a list of people that have inspired me to do this for different reasons with me. And I'm going to pack that stuff in on these no cards and look at them once a week. I'd say like that's, I don't think it's a fear is why I'm packing it, but part of it is like a reminder and a motivation to stay present with why I'm doing it, but also to stay present and reflective of like how lucky I am to be doing it and how supported I am by other people around me that like got me to this point, whether or not they know it or not. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I have to confess to being really curious about the blanks, though. Oh, my God. Should I tell you some of them? I have them right here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the list is long, Gizmo, so let me... <laughs> I, I will pull out a few good ones for you. 
So list number one is I am through hiking the Appalachian Trail because to turn a daydream about moving, walking, and being in nature for an extended period of time into a reality. To take the opportunity in my life that one may never have again to do something I've considered for the last 15 years. To challenge myself physically and mentally through a tough, painful, frustrating, dirty, defeating, and awesome experience. To leave the security and comforts of a life I've been living for the last eight years. To seek a beautiful, enriching, and life-changing experience in the woods. And to summit Mount Katahdin again for the second time, but this time as a thru-hiker. Awesome. Yeah. What, a, what about the second one? Okay. The second list is, when I successfully thru-hike the Appalachian Trail, I will be more proud of myself than any other accomplishment in my life, have an unshakable confidence in myself unlike ever before, be a stronger person physically, mentally, and emotionally. Gain a greater mental and physical grit, stronger than I ever thought was capable. Have a greater discipline for how to use my time and set positive routines. And finally, know that I will never have to say, remember when I was 33 and I considered hiking the AT and then I didn't do it? Why didn't I do it? There wasn't really any important reason that I couldn't. That's awesome. And I had, I think it's super interesting that you have this third list. Oh my. Because I, I think it's interesting that you planned for this, you know, like, do you. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. I, the, I guess it was important for me and in like actually seeing them and reading them reminds me of like where I was in the moment when I decided, but it also reminds me that like, I really do still believe these things that I wrote down. Well, so maybe I'll... Do you mind sharing that third list? You got it. Okay. <laughs> so the third list is, if I give up on the Appalachian Trail, I will never believe in myself again. That's maybe a little bit too harsh. Be ashamed of my lack of completion. Know that I didn't complete or fulfill my goal for the AT. Wonder why I didn't just finish. What else? Feel like I wasted the opportunity of my lifetime. So... So you said at the top of the list that this is if you if you give up, but those are hard things to say to yourself. Yeah, that you just that that list like that. I mean, you did not dance around that with yourself, and there's lots of reasons why people don't finish. What do you feel like giving up would mean in that context? I mean, what's the difference between simply not finishing or giving up, and is there space for that in how you've thought about this hike? Yeah, I, there is space for that in how I've thought about it because I don't, I don't have the determination to finish in the sense of just simply finishing for the sake of finishing. Like I want to finish and enjoy it. And if there are obstacles or challenges or delays along the way, that's okay. Like I'm totally mentally prepared for that. Like if I get injured or if something personally happens that is going to take me away from the trail, that's okay. Like, but I am determined that I want to finish the through hike. And so for me, I think I want to remind myself that like, that is my, my ultimate goal. My purpose every day is to enjoy it and to, to see 
these beautiful places along the trail and to meet the amazing people that are doing it and just simply to be there every day enjoying it and learning from myself and learning from the experience and not taking it for granted but I guess I really want to finish and because it'll mean so many other things and it'll mean that I've really stuck to this goal and it'll mean that I've persevered through ups, downs, all arounds and I face some really tough, tough things and that I've come out stronger. So I think it's both I'm making that commitment as like a, I don't know, a physical goal, but then also just a goal to be mindful of the person that I want to be at the end of the trail. Yeah, that's really interesting. Thanks so much for sharing those. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) Thanks for giving me the space. tell you what, I am super excited to follow along with Laura this summer and to see if the Appalachian Trail really will be as big as her dreams. I don't know if you ever get to have a first trail again. Not like that. She checked in with us one more time before getting started. Hey, this is Laura from Sounds of the Trail. So I'm T-minus one day before I leave and I'm here outside of Washington, D.C. at my mom's house. I am in the mad dash of the day before any big trip and it's especially a mad dash the day before my through hike of the Appalachian Trail. I've been running around this week getting things together for my mail drops, getting my blog set up, saying bye to friends, saying bye to family, enjoying a couple last days in my wonderful bed, eating non-trail food, and doing non-trail activities like riding my bike, going swimming, and hanging out in the comforts of my friends' apartments. I even got to see the cherry blossoms in Washington, D.C. I have to say, today came fast, and tomorrow's going to be here before I know it. It's been a long drip, trip, and I'm super excited. I made my decision to thru-hike the AT on January 1st, 2016, so I've only had about three and a half months, but because of the goodwill of a lot of former thru-hikers, the Sounds of the Trail podcast, blogs, and just doing a lot of research, I'm feeling pretty ready. I've been spending the last couple months also testing my gear, going out hiking and camping on the weekends with other groups and and myself, and also connecting with other thru-hikers. One thing I found that's really cool, and I found myself comparing what it would be like to do a thru-hike now versus 10 years ago, is the helpful nature of social media. I've been able to connect with a bunch of thru-hikers that are starting this year just based on Facebook groups. and emails and um, forums. I'm already set to meet somebody who we became friends online uh, through a work contact and we realized we're starting on the same day on the AT. So I hope I see him in that first shelter. Um, But nonetheless, it's just been an awesome journey of getting prepared, getting excited, and mostly feeling really supported and encouraged by so many people around me this whatever happens um in the next couple months I know it's going to be a wonderful journey but I have to say this experience of preparing and telling people of taking this trip has 
reinforce for me just how supportive people around you want to be. Everybody's had their own take on the decision, asking questions like, how long is it going to take? Are you nervous? Are you prepared? Aren't you going to miss this? Aren't you going to miss that? But mostly what I found in my colleagues, my friends, my family, even strangers, is that everybody wants to know what it means and everybody wants to know why I'm doing it. And a lot of people just want to join in on the fun and say, hey, this is awesome. I wish I had done that or my uncle did that. Or you should totally do that because I never will, but I think it's cool. So I'm so looking forward to starting. I know tomorrow is going to be an exciting day and um, the start of an awesome journey. And meeting a whole bunch of new friends that I'll have for a lifetime and seeing some beautiful places that I'll never forget and so much more that I have no idea to expect. So for now, this is Laura from Sounds of the Trail just saying I'm pumped and I'll see you on the trail. So that's Laura. Let's hear from our next correspondent. It's a brisk winter morning and I'm walking up switchbacks on a quiet trail in Northern California. My name is Wanderer, and I'm a 51-year-old Filipino-American from San Francisco, California. From a young age, I've learned to love, respect, and enjoy nature, but my 20s, 30s, and early 40s were dedicated to raising a family and focusing on having a successful career as an art director in San Francisco. But in 2007, midlife crisis struck me big time. I was going through a divorce, there's major upheaval at my job, a lot of turmoil in my family life, etc., etc., etc. So I sold my house, left my job, relinquished a lot of my responsibilities, and I became a long-term traveler, and I sought adventure. I went to New Zealand and cycled, toured, and trekked the North and South Islands. For two months, I rode the Connell Divide mountain bike route from Banff, Canada to the border of Mexico. For one month, I was a pilgrim on El Camino de Compostela. I hiked to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. In Nepal, I did the Annapurna circuit, and I also enjoyed some times trekking in the jungles in Borneo. So far, my longest through hike has been a three-week trek on the John Muir Trail from Yosemite Valley to the top of Mount Whitney in 2014. So as life had it, while I was traveling, I met a lovely English woman and we had a relationship and I settled down in London for five and a half years. But unfortunately, my expat experience didn't work out as well as I had hoped for. I had a lot of trouble finding work in my profession, so I became very disillusioned and very depressed, and it felt like I was going to yet another midlife crisis. So about a month ago, I pretty much left everything in London, and for 2016, I'm becoming a long-term traveler once again. In early March, I plan to fly to Georgia I'll start the Appalachian Trail. When Wanderer sent me this audio as part of his submission to be a trail correspondent for this year, he left me with a lot of questions. 
with a far-roaming, world-traveling adventure resume he's got, why the Appalachian Trail? What's the draw? Compared to the Annapurna circuit, I mean, can I even say that? Is it even, is it even fair to compare those two places? So I asked him about it. Well, uh, one thing I like about traveling is the people I meet. And yeah, I think the majority of the people doing the Appalachian Trail will probably be American, but there might be some people from around the world. But yeah, I really like just connecting with different people, um, different ages, different backgrounds, different purposes for doing the trail. And for me, it's also a way to connect with nature and just to have time to just kind of think because I'm at another crossroads in my life and I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. <laughs> and I, I think I'm going through like my, my third midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first one sounded like a, a good time. I have a couple <laughs> more, right? Yeah, yeah. So... But I'm actually going to be taking, what, five to seven months I'm planning to do the Appalachian Trail. Uh-huh. I don't have a real set schedule. It really depends on my body and the people I meet. And I, I do want to continue traveling after that, but I haven't really settled on what I'm going to do after the Appalachian Trail. I just want to just focus and each day kind of live in the moment while I'm on the trail. Yeah, it doesn't have to be exotic for me to have a great experience. I just I just want to be out there and just, uh, I don't know, just have what I term like hyper freedom. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I don't have a mortgage anymore. I don't have any car payments. So, yeah, hyper freedom is what I'm really looking forward to. And that's what I experienced on my past trips. And looking back, it was like the best time of my life. And uh when I was living for five years in London, I just felt completely out of place. I was floundering instead of flourishing. I mean, it sounds like you've been walking and looking for these places to walk for a long time. Has the Appalachian Trail been something that's been there in the back of your mind, or is this like a recent idea? Well, the Appalachian Trail, um, I think I was just drawn in. I think I was at REI and I saw a walk in the woods and the bear on the front cover kind of grabbed me and I didn't know what it was about. I hadn't read any of Bill Bryson's books uh-huh. at that point. And then I read that and I go, oh, wow, there's this really long trail in, uh, on the east coast of America. And I just haven't been to hardly any of the states on the east coast. I've been to most of the western states. And I thought, oh, that would be a great way to see America on foot, you know, traveling like at two miles an hour. I liked what Wanderer was saying about hyperfreedom, and I spent a little time thinking about what that would mean to me, especially since I just got off a long trail myself. In a lot of ways, everything about my day-to-day trail existence was dictated by necessity. If I wanted food, if I wanted water, I had to walk, and I had to do it every day. And I always went the same direction. But my mind, my mind was totally free. I'd forgotten what a luxury it was to have complete ownership of my own mind for days and days and days at a time. No clients, no spreadsheets, no Facebook, no commute. We'll have to check back in with Wanderer later on and see what he meant by hyperfreedom a little bit more. But he checked back in with us for his night before he hit the trail, so let's take a listen. Hello, Wanderer here, 
and it's the night before I take off on my Appalachian Trail through hike. I'm here in Dahlonega, Georgia, where tomorrow I'll start off at Amicalola State Park, where I hear there's 604 steps to the top of the falls. And the trail leads up to the Springer Mountain, which is the official starting point of the Appalachian Trail for northbound hikers. And by the way, the 8.8 mile approach does not count to the overall mileage of the trail. But that being said, I'm here and I'm chomping at the bit after years of thinking about doing the Appalachian Trail. I'm actually here and it seems a little bit surreal. I guess I'm really just grateful that I have a very understanding family, very understanding friends who realize how important this is for me and the reason why I'm doing it. That being said, I am a little bit worried about my left knee, which I thought was rehabilitated. But just the other night, I felt a twinge while walking around the hills in San Francisco. So pack weight is a little bit of a concern with my knee. But I am carrying a few luxury items, one of them being my ukulele, which uh, I almost deem as an essential item. So this is what I really like doing. When I was in London, I was feeling a bit down and I had to think about like how I should get through this, these doldrums. And this is exactly what I want to do. They say, follow your bliss, do the things you love. And that's exactly why I'm here. And it'll also give me the time to think about what I'm going to do in the next stage of my life. I also see this as a way of like clearing my mind and getting rid of a lot of baggage. Uh, I have a metaphor of like just rebooting my computer. Like when you use a computer for so long, it gets bogged down with viruses or cookies and it just doesn't run correctly. Um, this is my opportunity to just wipe the hard drive clean and reinstall the software so that everything runs smoothly again. So, as far as expectations, just see what the trail presents. Take things step by step and just flow with the go. So that's Wanderer. For our last Appalachian Trail correspondent, well, I'll let him introduce himself. Hello! My name is Cornelius Rumblejunk. That's not actually how I talk. I don't know why I did that. It was just fun. Uh, my name is Cornelius Rumblejunk. I've got a goofy sense of humor. Sometimes it's dark or dry or sarcastic. But I like bringing out humor in every situation. I like bringing it out in people. I think it makes uh, the dark days a little lighter. And uh, we all face dark days. So humor has always been a way that I've uh, dealt with them. The hike I'm going to do is a through hike going northbound. Uh, I've never done anything quite like this at all. I've done a lot of hiking and camping, a huge outdoors person, but I've never tackled anything quite like this. So I'm planning on a few things. I'm planning on not dying, uh, hopefully. It's kind of my goal most days. I'm planning on meeting a bunch of people, getting to know some folks, and I'm planning on getting pornographically wet, like just ridiculously wet. I've heard it's a very wet trail, so I think I'm just going to, you know, not pack any clothes at all and just wrap myself in a giant slip and slide. 
like a mummy. I don't know if that's good for breathability or whatever, but be a blast on zero days. What else? Let's see. Uh, I'm a Pisces. I love the water, swimming, scuba diving. I, uh, I like fishing. Nah, I really don't like fishing. I don't really like fishing. I like sitting outside and drinking, I guess, more than fishing. I'm a terrible fisherman. I backpacked across Europe when I was 24. It was the first time I'd ever really taken a trip like that and uh, gotten outside of my comfort zone in a whole different place. I went through 10 different countries, uh, learned a lot about myself and my capabilities and my, my mindset. Um, and it was a time of my life. It was great. Uh, I also moved to Venezuela when I was 28. And it, again, it was very uh, enlightening, very educational, met some, some cool people. So yeah, there's some things about me. Again, my name is Cornelius Rumblejunk. Uh, that is my real name. I also called up Rumblejunk to find out some more about him and his background and to see what he was up to now. What started out as a conversation on the day-to-day and his expectations for the trail also turned into a discussion of the freedom of the mind. Not sure if it's really a common theme or if I'm just projecting on everybody, but I liked Rumblejunk's take. So let's take a listen. Right now, I, I just got finished building a little construction project for a bar uh, that's, that's owned by a good friend of mine. I run a poker game every week, <laughs> and uh, I just kind of hang out with the dog at the house. I haven't worked in like seven, eight months um, intentionally, and um, it's been very nice. That sounds really nice. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of do whatever the day you know calls for, basically. So what I used to do was I was a software manager for a, for a company here in Austin, and I worked for them for like nine years uh-huh. and got sick of it and quit and uh, didn't know what I was going to do at all. I was just so tired of being there. And um, You just straight up quit? Yeah. Just that I'm yeah. done with this? Yeah, we had some changes that were going on. I mean, when I first started that company, it was like 35, 40 people. It was a fun little startup company. You know, I got promoted and... Things were going very well, and it was really fun to be at. The owners were super cool. And then we got bought up by a bigger company, and it became more and more corporate, and just a lot of other red tape, and we got moved into a huge cubicle farm. And it just wasn't it just wasn't what, you know, I've ever wanted for my life. And so after, you know, a few years of it, I just got ground down to a nub and uh my boss came into a meeting one day and he was like yeah so there's gonna be some changes and we're gonna want you to do this extra stuff and this extra stuff and i was just like no i'm not doing it anymore (laughs) and so i left a few weeks later like two weeks later i was um at a bar with uh, some friends and my roommate his boss was talking about hiking the appalachian trail i had always had a dream of walking across the country I didn't know anything about the Appalachian Trail. I just always pictured myself walking out my door and going to Canada. And he goes, oh, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing, and lots of people try to do it. And I'm tired of my job. I'm going to go do that. I'm like, damn, I just quit my job. That's what I've always wanted to do. Let's do this together. And he's like, yeah. And we got really excited. He ended up falling in love, and he got promoted his job, and so he, he backed out. But, for, yeah, for the last six, seven months, I've just been kind of gung-ho about it and been accumulating gear and 
doing hikes and getting in shape. So yeah, that's basically long story short. I know you just asked what I do, but uh, no, that's <laughs> exactly I, what I wanted to know. <laughs> all I do is, is yeah, I, I go on bike rides and I go hiking and I play with the dog. It sounds so good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a nice shift. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I love that you totally like hijacked your friend's dream and <laughs> ran with it. I know, like, I, yeah, I was such a, I was so naive about it, and you know, he he hiked the John Muir Trail uh, last year, and this was still when he was still planning on on doing the AT. Yeah, we uh, we went to a wedding for a mutual friend a few months ago, and he was like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it anymore. I've fallen for this girl, and uh, you know, I might be getting promoted at work, and I'm like, ah, I'll say it's not so. <laughs> So, I mean, not that I want to like, yeah, so I'm just going to go alone now. My my plan is just to, to do it by myself. So was there a moment when you found out that neither of these people were coming with you that you thought, well, maybe I'm not going to either? Or have you been pretty oh, steadfast? No. no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. I mean, I've always, like I said, I've always dreamed of walking across the country since probably I was in my early 20s and I'm 37 now. And so for, you know, over a decade, it's it's always been, in my mind, like a wild idea to do, you know, it's completely opposite of being in an office and having responsibilities and having, you know, things to pay for and, and a specific path to, you know, your job and back to home. And So what is it about the Appalachian Trail that most appeals, just this idea that you can go someplace by foot or? You know, for for these past nine years when I was working, it, it just felt it just felt like I was going through the motions. Like every day was virtually planned out. You know, you wake up, you make a quick breakfast, you go off to work, you do the same tasks, you talk to the same people, you say the same stupid jokes, and come back home. You know, and you go out and you do fun things maybe at night. But uh, it, it got so repetitive for me that I don't know. I don't I don't like that repetition. You know, before I got this job, I was much more of a traveler, and I enjoyed. I mean, I felt at home at a bus station or a train station uh, or an airport. You know, I just felt felt like I was alive. You know, so yeah, I guess just uh, the idea of of hiking through the country is to kind of rebalance the, I guess what you'd call normal life of hustling and bustling to a job and going back and doing the same thing every day. And I know that like through hiking can be repetitive. I don't know. It's the different kind of repetitive that um, I kind of want to check out. So I guess that's the appeal of it. Do you think? You have some like hopes for yourself coming out at the other side of this through hike, like what it's going to do for you. I, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Um, you sort of talked about rebalancing, and so that's that leads me to think that maybe you're imagining this new balance on the other <laughs> end of it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think anytime you take a moment to reflect, uh, you get a bit of balance. Like even just now when I was waiting to talk to you, I just kind of came out on my patio and kind of sat here and just staring at the clouds and listening to the sounds around me. But before, you know, I'd been busy helping my roommate um, move a bunch of stuff. I was working on the yard, just kind of doing and doing and doing stuff. And then just to come out here and, and sit and be, it's a nice balance of that, you know. And I think that that's what I like. And when I hike, I feel like I'm doing both. I feel like I'm doing something, but I'm also in my mind, I'm kind of just existing and, and can be alone with my thoughts. So, I mean, when I, I don't know, when my hopes for the end of the trail or, or, or any of that, I, I guess I just hope to have a, a, a clear and honest view of, of myself as I used to. 
I guess a more balanced feeling that I used to have in my life, you know, and I feel like it's kind of gotten out of balance in the last few years. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Just different things. I mean, that's a whole other story. But uh, yeah, since 2012, like things have just been kind of crazy, and I haven't really felt like I'm being honest to what to who I am and to what I'm doing. Well, who are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let me ask some more difficult questions, right? Right. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough thing to sum up. I'm a bag of chemicals, I guess. Do you have any expectations about the trail itself? Um. No, you know, I really, I'm really trying to, to prevent that. You know, I, when I first told somebody I was doing this, this, that was going to set out to do this trip, you know, they tried to recommend books and stuff to me. And I was like, no, I don't want to read anybody's books. I don't want to hear anybody's input. I just want to, I just want to gather my stuff and I just want to go out. I didn't want to hear anybody's version of how it changed their life. I didn't want to be influenced by anybody's, you know, uh, failed attempts or success stories. You know, I kind of just started coming around to, to not doing that. But, um, yeah, at first I just, I didn't want to have any expectations of how hard it was or how easy it was because I was going to do it either way. You know, it, I'm glad that I didn't. I've definitely read some stories. I've been researching a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. It, it It's fun to listen to those. You know, I'm still trying to not you know creating the expectations at all because whatever happens is what happens you know i don't want to i don't want to feel like i set myself up for something that you know maybe wasn't attainable but yeah um you know and i and i kind of want to not know what to expect not know everything to, to deal with you know adventure and the trip is to deal with whatever comes you know and and, and figure figure things out. I've never pooped in the woods. I've done really? a lot of, no, I've gone on so many hiking trips and camping trips. And for one reason or another, I've just never had to. And so the first really? time I do that will be, yeah, it'll be the first wow. time. It'll be my virgin experience of pooping in the woods. But no, yeah, I've, I've never have. And, you know, probably a lot of other little things that I find myself, you know, being new experiences and that's the draw. That's the draw of, of doing anything to me is uh, doing new things. And for so long, I feel like I've been just roughly doing the same things. Yeah. What have your preparations been like for this? Uh, physically, I started off, I mean, I've just been doing a lot of um, bike riding, day hikes. And uh, yeah, mentally, uh, you know, just kind of just, you know, reading about certain things, just reading about uh <clears throat> different situations that people find themselves in on the trail, um, the difficulties that it might be mentally. You know, when I traveled through Europe, you know, I was gone for a few months. You just kind of start missing, you know, the familiar parts of life, the familiar people, and you get homesick and you kind of wonder why you're out there and what you're doing and realizing that, like, you know, it's it's just this moment each time and that you will be back there and hopefully see them, you know, unless we get killed by the bear or ticks or, or robbers, robbers in the woods, I don't know, whatever else people think. Or I've had people, you know, ask me if I'm taking a gun. That's a really common you know, question. Yeah, yeah, it is, or some sort of weapon. And I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, it's, it's like, does my, my micro-sized Leatherman count? Yeah. It has nail clippers, yeah. I've got a little fighter starter knife. That might do some damage. But you know, it's the same. It's just kind of the same thing that when you do something that most people don't understand, 
or that haven't done, you know, their, their fears come out and ask you what you're doing about them. Uh, when I went to Europe and when I went to Venezuela, you know, it was always about, are you worried about getting kidnapped? I'm like, no, are you, I'm not worried about getting kidnapped. That's a very weird thing to be worried about. You know, and it's just, I understand it. You know, it doesn't affect my preparation at all. I was originally worried about bears because I never, I didn't really understand anything about that part of the country. I'm not from there and I've never been there. And so I was kind of curious how prevalent they were and how common they were, but, uh. You're ready for them? I'm ready for, I'm ready for anything. I mean, I'm more afraid of just sitting here and doing the same thing that I've always been doing. Bears, ticks, kidnappings, just giving up. Hopefully their teeny pocket knives and dreams will get them through. I can't wait to hear about our correspondents' journeys on the Appalachian Trail for the rest of the summer. Next week, I'll be introducing the rest of our trail correspondents, and then it'll be time to get officially on trail. I'm still catching up after taking eight weeks off my regular life. I am absolutely drowning in emails, and I have not done my trail laundry yet, (laughs) but I'm slowly catching up. If you've emailed me any time in the past two months, I am still plowing through my inbox, and I will eventually get back to you. If you're new to this podcast, welcome, and I hope you're enjoying joining in some trail talk. Before we close up, I want to thank Smiley501, John Malusa, and Jesse Silverman with their help on the new intro. And our outro today is courtesy of Wanderer. Until next week, happy trails. Good morning, Wanderer here for Sounds of the Trail. Um, I'm about 15 miles north of Damascus, Virginia. I'm camped out next to a pond right off the Appalachian Trail. Uh, It's a rainy morning, so I'm waiting a bit to uh, pack up my stuff. You can kind of hear the raindrops falling on my rain fly. Uh, So I'm going to sit here a little bit and hopefully the rain will break before I break camp and put my tent away. Um, Nice area here. You could hear the birds chirping and the frogs croaking in the background. So I uh, thought I'd play a song while I'm waiting out the rain. Um, It's more like wishful thinking. Uh, This is Here Comes the Sun by the Beatles.